It's time for the Comic Bing Comic Book Podcast. The podcast you look forward to for all of your news and reviews of the best comic books hitting stands. Whether it's DC, Batman, Wonder Woman, Marvel, Spider-Man, Image, Spawn, Saga, Boom, Once and Future, Power Rangers, or whatever book or publisher you follow. We cover them all here. This is the place for you. That's right. It's for everyone. This is the Comic Bin Comic Book Podcast. Let's get it. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Comic Bin Comic Book Podcast. I am your host, Dio. And we're going to do a little bit of book reviewing today as we look through the first five issues of the Kyle Higgins book coming out of Image Comics, Radiant Black. So we are going to, right now, the latest issue came out this past Wednesday. So if you haven't caught up on it and you don't want to get spoiled, you know, I ask that you go ahead and take a pause after the news and come on back after you read it. But... We're going to be covering those five issues, including the uh, most recent issue that came out. But before we get into our books for the episode, let's talk a little bit about the news. First up over at DC, DC has released its solicitations uh, for the month of July, which cover those books that are going to be released in the month of September. And so the highlight thus far this month for DC is going to be John Ridley's I Am Batman, which continues his look into the Fox family and that of Jace Fox, who assumes the mantle of Batman in Future State. Also coming out of DC, uh, they are going to be canceling Batman Superman, uh, which is currently being written by Jing Lun Yang. And so that is going to be coming to an end with September's issue 22, with Mr. Miss Pidelik making a return and resurrecting Calendar Man, who died during A-Day. So we'll, that'll be the last issue of, of that piece. I collected Batman Superman for a while, but eventually gave up on it. Over at Marvel. So, since its reboot, uh, Nick Spencer has been at the helm of Amazing Spider-Man, and Marvel has announced that with the 875th issue of The Amazing Spider-Man, which is in the non-legacy terms, issue 74 that Nick Spencer will be stepping down and moving on to something different so Amazing Spider-Man 74 is going to be a huge 80 page book uh, considering that it's going to be commemorating the 875th issue of the comic but it will be Nick Spencer's last one as the main writer on the series for you fans of Black Manta, the arch nemesis of Aquaman, he is going to be getting a mini-series of his own coming out in September. And it will be written by Chuck Brown with art by Valentine Delandro. And uh, we know Chuck Brown is the co-writer along with David F. Walker on Bitterroot, that great series coming out of Image. So that is set to release. It's going to be a six-part miniseries. 
and it's going to be coming out in the month of September from DC. For those fans who are interested in the upcoming release of Skybound X, which is the anthology series that Image and Skybound Comics are doing to commemorate the 10-year anniversary of of Skybound, uh, Image recently announced that they won't be collecting those issues in trade format. Usually, you know, after a series or many series comes to an end, the publisher will put those books out in, in trade form, collect those all into one big issue. But Image has come out and said that for Skybound X that they won't be doing that. They really didn't give a reason as to why they won't be collecting those issues. Uh, but they did mention to retailers in their retailer forums that they won't be collecting Skybound X. So if you have not put your order in for Skybound X, you may want to go ahead and and do that now uh, because that's going to be coming out in the month of July. Next week, this coming Tuesday, actually, June 22nd, DC is going to be releasing uh, the first issue of Infinite Frontier, or at least the second issue, Infinite Frontier number one, which follows Infinite Frontier Zero. And they provided a preview of issue one coming out on the 22nd, which is kind of funny if you look at it, 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 it if you want to be spoiled, because it shows uh, some homage to Superman's origin. But I won't reveal exactly what happens. If you if you want to go ahead and take a look at that, just go to DC's website as they provide a a few pages of the upcoming issue again, and that's going to be released on the 22nd from DC. Comic Con International has announced the nominations for this year's Eisner Awards. So if you want to take a look at that, you can go head over to their website, which is ComicCon.org, and and take a look at what's all been nominated for this year's awards. Uh, There are a lot of good books that I am happy to see on the list, including uh, Pulp from Ed Brubaker, uh, who was nominated for Best Writer, but also nominated was Jonathan Hickman, Jeff Lemire, Matt Fraction, James Tynion, and Chip Zdarsky. So... I I do not envy the voters of the Eisners. They're going to have to make a lot of hard decisions on some of these nominations with some of the talent that are up for awards this go-around. Last year, Marvel teased an event that was supposed to happen in 2020 called Dark Ages. And basically, Dark Ages was supposed to present a world where the heroes of the Marvel Universe actually lost. And it was supposed to be written by Tom Taylor, and I assumed it was postponed due to the pandemic. Well, they have now said that they are ready to move forward with that event. So... Dark Ages is going to be released sometime in the fall. Actually, it's going to be released September 1st, which will be the first issue of a 
six-issue limited series from Marvel, and it's going to be written by Tom Taylor. I'm going to have art by Iban Suelo. So again, September 1st, be on the lookout for that. Finally, coming out of Marvel for you Kamala Khan fans out there, Miss Marvel is going to be getting a brand new series. Uh, this series will be written by New York Times bestselling author Samira Ahmed with art by Andreas Genelet. And that is going to be released in September on the 15th in comic book shops everywhere. So be on the lookout for that in your previews catalog. And I'm sure we'll be covering that in the upcoming previews episode for the month of September. And that is going to do it for the news. Okay, so let's get to our books for the episode. Radiant Black, written by Kyle Higgins with art by Marcelo Costa. Very excited about this book when it first came out. Once once I read the previews of it, I, I knew I just had to pick it up. I remember meeting Kyle Higgins a few years ago. He attended a comic book convention uh, in New Orleans when I was still living in the area and had a great time talking to him. We we talked for a while because at the time I went there, there weren't that many people uh, visiting. And we talked a good bit about his work on Nightwing, New World Order, that he was that he had done for DC and just his his wealth of knowledge with regards to constructing the story was just phenomenal. So when I saw the previews for Radiant Black, I figured I just had to pick it up, and I am so happy I did, considering that the first issue went to four printings, I believe, and then um, issues two and three have also gone to at least a second printing, perhaps even a third printing, uh, but it's been on my poll list uh, since it it's, was first announced, so I've been getting every issue as is. So, as I mentioned, this is going to be a spoiler-filled uh, review of the first five issues, so if you have not, if you have not read all of the issues yet. Uh, I, final warning to pause here and uh, go and take a read, finish up, catch up, and then come on back and, and listen to the review as we are now going to dive into the story. Radiant Black, again, written by Kyle Higgins with art by Marcelo Costa. So with that, let's get on to issue number one, the not-so-secret origin. And with this issue, we are introduced to our hero, uh, Nathan Burnett, who is somewhat of a Peter Parker type of guy, in my opinion. That's the, that's the vibe that I got from him. He he just seem he just seems like again a, a I'm not gonna say he just seems 
like another Peter Parker type character, you know, down on, down on his luck, can't seem to get things right, struggling to make ends meet. We see in the first panel, he is $38,000 in credit card debt with only 40 bucks in his bank account. And, you know, he's, he's struggling. He's trying to make ends meet as a rideshare driver and eventually you know he gets to the point you know that that his dream of going out to the west coast and making his way as a writer just isn't gonna work out it's 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 on hold so he heads back home to illinois and you know he's he's an embarrassed kid you know he's has to move back in 20 something years old now he's moving back home and moving in with his folks now before i before i go any further let me just stop and say how much i absolutely adored uh the first few pages and the intro into the story you get this you get this this preface more or less you get this introduction to Nathan and his struggles and you know he he's sitting in the car he's he's tearing up you know as a rideshare uh jumps in and you know at 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 that point it fades to the title and as you turn the page it, it fades to that title radiant black and then it's now, you know, he's he's pulling up at home. His folks are coming out to meet him as you flip from that, that page with just radiant black just right there smack in the middle. And that's just great. It just gives me the, the vibe that you are looking at something on TV. And then this is the first episode kind of reminds me of watching... Superman and Lois, you know, you go and you get that, you get that intro as far as what's happening in the show right now, and you get this bam, 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 and then all of a sudden that logo pops up, and then you go right back into the show, and 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 that's exactly what I saw, and that's exactly what I felt when, you know, flipping those initial pages and you, you those initial those first few pages, and you see, you know. Nathan in his struggle you, you you see the main character and as he finally feels that he hits rock bottom you know he's sitting there with tears in his eyes as he is driving off with his his rideshare customers it fades to this logo radiant black you know, saying that hey, this is this is gonna be something interesting, and it is. You know, so we from there we 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 get back to Nathan, and he is pulling up at home in Lockport, Illinois, uh, where his folks is there waiting for him. His mom, of course, is very happy to see her baby. Uh, Dad, while happy, you know, you could you could see from the dialogue that he is somewhat disappointed that Nathan has made a return home but it's it's almost as if it also was expected 
But you know, during this time and, and during these pages, we are also introduced to Nathan's best friend, uh, Marshall, who, you know, shows up and, you know, happy to see his best bud. You know, you hadn't heard from him in years, pretty much like his parents once he left town and went on the West Coast, you know, pursuing his dream. But, you know, he, he talks Nathan to hanging out with him, you know, on this first night back and he's gonna pay for everything and they're gonna hang out and, and catch up on old times. So as the guys get to the bar and they, they're hanging out now, you know, Nathan starts to spill the beans. He's telling he's telling Marshall, you know, just how bad things are for him, particularly with the credit card debt and and I just want to say I am absolutely stoked that Kyle Higgins put that panel in there the way he did $38,000 you know because when I saw that first panel with uh, him looking at his account seeing that he was $38,000 in credit card debt I was basically asked the same question that Marshall did you know how, how is that even possible you know but these two they're hanging out and they're having a good time and you know as as Marshall tries to comfort his friend who is who is really struggling and he sees that he's struggling and he's you know he's not giving him that I told you so talk just yet you know he's being somewhat supportive but it, Marshall, for me, he he reminds me of um, Fred Myers. I think that he reminds me of, of Boomerang from from the Amazing Spider-Man. You know, in Nick Spencer's run going on right now, he's he's just this cocky, nonchalant don't care type of person and that's what I see in Marshall you know he's just cocky you know he's just hey it is what it is you know it's all about me sometimes um, and you know it, it a complete opposite of Nathan so it's almost as if it's an opposite attract type of friendship but you can you can tell that these two guys, you know, they really are best buds. And so, Marshall just gets wasted, you know. God knows how long these two hung out. But, you know, they may have shut the bar down before they finally left out. But as they are heading home, or at least about to head home, and, and you know, they're preparing to jump in the car they notice this object floating in the sky over by some railroad tracks and ironically it's Marshall who uh, in his drunken self you know who recognizes this thing first but as they approach it they see that it's it looks almost like a an orb or as they describe it it's, it's really actually a black hole like a little miniature black hole is what they call it but they're looking at it and eventually 
Nathan just reaches out and grabs it. And as he grabs it, it of course, you know, starts to transform. And, you know, before you know it, he is now cloaked in this armor of black and white with that black hole orb looking uh, piece, you know, in the center of his chest. And, you know, Marshall is like, holy crap, you know, and, you know, Nathan is not quite sure what is happening to him. You know, he's not feeling any pain, but he's definitely feeling different. So as they are now, you know, wondering what's next and how he might be able to even get out of that thing, uh, they're approached by two cops and these two cops uh, will appear again uh, somewhere down the line but you know they're questioning what's going on why they're hanging around the tracks and of course Marshall being the cocky Fred Myers boomerang type of character he talks back you know hey are we under arrest nah well why, why, why do we have to move why don't you move, you move first. And so, um, you know, the cops are, you know, they're not doing anything, you know, they're just trying to get Nathan and, they're just trying to get Nathan and Marshall to get their asses off of the railroad tracks because there's actually a train heading their way. And, you know, the train is moving at a fast rate to where they may not make it on time. And, Eventually, this startles Nathan again, who is you know fully cloaked in his new costume, and he saves them all by basically using power to lift the train and the officers and the squad car out of the way. And again, Mr. Cocky, Nathan, you know, they're like, Hey, can you put us down? And Mr. Cocky Marshall is basically saying uh are you gonna arrest us first you know and they're like dude really put us down so as nathan and marshall leave you know they they head out and they are you know discussing what's next you know nathan is feeling unsure of himself as to what this thing could do, how can it affect him in his life, and, you know, he, he sees that he wants to do more, he just doesn't know that he can. Again, he's just quite unsure with himself. So, Marshall truly tries to calm his friend down, give him more confidence, and you know, telling him, you know, hey, you're not gonna fail at this. You know, you 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 are the only one of this kind. And as he is saying that, you flip through the last few pages, those last few panels, and you see in the town of Chicago, there's a massive boom. And as the smoke clears, you see another individual in a suit similar to 
Nathan's, but in the colors of black and red. And this person is walking away with bags of money. And that's how that first issue ends. So, again, it was a great intro. Uh, I think the title really fits it as well as, you know, not so secret origin. I, w- I would also say it was not, not that original as well. Not to say that it was a bad way of introducing the character, because again, I absolutely loved how, how it occurred, you know, with the introduction of Nathan and the introduction of the book itself. So it was actually a great start to the title, you know, it, if I was to rate it, I probably would have rated it a four simply for how how good Higgins quickly established the voices for the primary characters of the book, meaning Nathan and Marshall. Some questions that I originally had and you know, as as you all know if you've gone through all five issues, uh, the answer is no, but I originally wondered whether or not the the orb, or as it will eventually be called, the radiant, actually chose Nathan. But uh, again, as I said, you know, by the time we 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 get through the fifth issue, we see that that was not actually the case, and it was just the fact that it was there, and Nathan grabbed it, and so he was gifted with the power of that particular radiant and so from here you know we we go ahead and we move on to that second issue of radiant black and so the second episode begins with looking at the tense relationship that appears to be going on between Nathan and his dad and I mean, again, it's, it's very tense. You know, it starts out with them sharing some oatmeal, but eventually dad gets on him for, you know, not making it, you know, doing with what it was almost a, it was almost as a, I told you so type of conversation. And, you know, there is a lot of pushback from Nathan with regards to him, you know, not being able to make it, but eventually as they go back and forth with each other, and, you know, he's, he's pretty much has had it with his dad, and he gets ready to leave, you know, his dad basically lays down the law, you know, hey, doesn't matter, you know, you can stay here as long as you want, son, but, uh, you're gonna have to get a job, and, you know, at that, they separate, so, very tense relationship between those two. Uh, we'll see how it works out in the end. Uh, but again, Nathan walks off. And so that following day, we catch up with Marshall, who seems to work at a video rental store. And as he is, as he's speaking with a customer, he's approached by some new visitors in the form of the two police officers that uh, Nathan saved the previous night while in while in full armor is radiant black. So they show up, uh, and the next thing you know, 
Nathan is being startled awake. You know, he after his little verbal skirmish with his dad in the kitchen, you know, he goes to bed since he drives a ride share overnight. And he's awoken and as he's awoken he finds that the the radiant orb is glowing next to him and so he quickly grabs that and as he gets to the door he finds Marshall there with the two police officers and now Nathan is wondering do how how are you gonna bring the cops to my front door but it seems the police officers have figured out who Nathan is so these are some pretty good detectives to figure out that Nathan was the guy who saved him and after they're able to get rid of mom who's in the conversation as well the cops go and, and talk about the motive for them being there and that is you know they want to they want to see Nathan do what is right for the community you know using this power for good you know, especially considering, you know, some of the stories that have been coming out. And, you know, at this point, Nathan finds out that he actually isn't alone and that there is another. And that's where, again, he hears the story about the character we see at the end of issue one, who is uh, the same suit, but in black and red. But the cops, you know, knowing that he saved them, you know, wants him to do good. And of course, Nathan and Marshall are wondering, you know, what are, what are their motives for wanting him to do this? You know, whether or not it's, you know, just to for the good of the community or if it's to kind of help them get some additional collars as police officers and, you know, in the end get promotions. But, you know, as, as they're called away to a, another scene, you know, they tell Nathan that, hey, we'll be in touch, but think about it, you know, and, and, and we'll chat soon. But before moving forward, oh, I want to discuss another page that appeared right before Nathan woke up from his nap as the cops were knocking on the door. And that is the page in which we seem to be getting some gibberish. And it, it seems, it looks almost like a Krakoan type language with the way it's, it's appearing on the page. And it's obvious that it appears that something might be trying to speak. But we'll see how that plays out as we continue on with the review. But again, you know, Nathan and Marshall now realize that there's more than one orb out there. There's more than one person who is driving around. Well, I'm sorry, who is. There's more than one person who is walking around with abilities similar to Nathan. And so. You know, this, but this person is robbing banks. So Nathan decides he's going to seek out this person if for nothing more than to 
try to pick this person's brain on how he can use the power of the orb himself. And so Nathan sets out, he actually goes to Chicago where the robberies were taking place. And as a ride-share driver, he basically goes into detective mode, just questioning riders as they get in. You know, just about the news on the bank robberies and the suspect in the bank robberies, the being that's in red and black. And so eventually he comes across with some, he comes across someone who has seen the being and, you know, gives him the location of this being. And as we move forward, we see, you know, Nathan eventually catches up with Red now just out to distinguish it to I'll, I'll call Nathan black and the other the other being red and so we see that Nathan has found Red and so he approaches Red and asks hey you know with all these great powers you sure this is this is what you want to be doing but again naively you know not seeing that this is someone who is up to no good because as as Robin Banks he Red isn't. But he goes and asks Red, you know, about using the power of the orb and, and, and using the power of the radiant and you know, conjuring and controlling his abilities. But of course Red doesn't want to have anything to do with Nathan and who is now clad in black and so they go and they skirmish and as they skirmish you know it's it's a real doozy of a of a battle between those two uh and eventually eventually nathan gets somewhat of an upper hand but as he gets that upper hand you know he slips up and red takes him out and once Nathan recovers and he gets up, he realized that Red has taken off in his vehicle. So uh, Nathan, as Radiant Black, chase after the car that is being by Red, the car that is being driven by Red, and eventually he catches up and attempts to stop stop Red just to get the car back, not necessarily going after the money that uh, Red has stolen, but just to get his own car back. Again, Nathan just seems quite naive in everything. But then the Black Radiant unexpectedly kicks in again, and you know, Red is gone, but Nathan is able to stop his car from crashing into the ground below. But as he does that, he is also able to grab hold of the bags of money that Red is attempting to get away with. And Red can't overtake Nathan. It seems, you know, Nathan is a little bit more powerful then Red from a power standpoint and so eventually Nathan is able to wrestle the money away from Red while still saving his car from 
getting destroyed on the road below. And Nathan does the right thing, you know. At first he sees all this money and he's like, Oh God, this is my way out. You know, that's that look he has on his face. He doesn't necessarily say it, but he sees, you know, this money. He's like, man, this could solve a lot of my problems. But Nathan does the right thing. He, while they're investigating the bank robbery, uh, Nathan brings the money and drops it. Uh, well, not drops it, but he lowers it behind the detectives who are investigating the robbery and leaves a note telling the cops that, you know, he thinks that they've lost this. And so that next morning, you know, Nathan is somewhat feeling good about himself. You know, he was able to, he was able to find the other radiant. He was able to find red. He was able to save the day by not only saving his car from getting destroyed, but also by uh, getting the money back from Red that was stolen and getting it to the cops. And so, you know, he undercoverly tells his dad how his evening went and pretty much said that, you know, he's going to set a schedule for himself. He, he, he still wants to write, but he's not going to commit to it uh, full time. He's going to do it a few days and he's going to work and do things to earn money uh, those other days. But he seems more committed to turning his life around. And his dad, who's sitting there, is now starting to feel a little bit more supportive. And he, you know, he basically tells his son, yeah, I think you should, you should go ahead and give that a try. And Nathan feels good about it. And you know, as they as they go on and, and eat uh, their oatmeal with raisins, you know, the issue ends. And so we then move on to issue three. And so for me, issue three was the quickest read of these first five issues. I, I found myself finishing it rather quickly uh, in a matter of minutes but issue three was really a developing stage for Nathan in his growing into the role of being a hero uh, and so it kicks off with him you know going through writing day it's writing day for, for him and he's having some severe writer's block as he's trying to you know do what he promised to do as far as you know really focusing on putting pen to paper or in his case keyboard to paper to get this this novel he's been dreaming of put together but as he is tap tap tapping on the keyboard as he's trying to put this together that I don't want to call it Krakoan, but that that foreign language, that foreign word, is continuing to pop up, and it's doing it more frequently until it eventually comes into shape, and the word it generates is radiant. So, you know, Nathan then goes out and he is 
trying to get a handle on things and how to get rid of this writer blog. Well, he eventually makes it to the video store and he is uh, fussing at Marshall because, you know, Marshall again being Mr. Cocky is just talking about the previous night and how he gave up a ton of money with customers in the store. But Nathan tells Marshall about the vision with the word radiant coming before him. And from that, we get the first time that we get the hero's name, Radiant Black. And Nathan hates it, <laughs> but he, uh, but Marshall, you know, being the best good friend, decides to not only name Radiant Black in in the same guys as Cisco and Ramon over in uh, the Flash and the Arrowverse. But he also goes and creates a social media account for Radiant Black, which of course Nathan hates and he leaves his friend to his uh, to his own ventures. And he goes to a bar, he have a couple of beers, still trying to Still trying to get this writer, writer's block to clear up, but he is slowly but surely starting to realize what he may want to write about. And you know, as he makes his way home, he is again tap, tap, tapping. But as he looks over what he's written, it is written into the language of the radiant that's within him, and suddenly. There is a boom and Radiant Black appears before him, not necessarily attacking him, but he grabs Nathan and takes him up to the sky. And Nathan is really in a what the hell type of mode right now because, you know, as he realized the Radiant was inside of him. So he, Radiant is speaking to him in that alien language and eventually... Nathan asks, hey, who are you? And, you know, I just want to know who you are. And the mask disappears, revealing an older version of Nathan, who then drops him to the ground. And uh, as he falls, he awakens to realize that he is dreaming. And he looks at the computer screen and realizes he only has a few words typed, so he really hasn't made much progress at all. But a beep comes across, a message comes across his phone, and it's someone that is posted to his, well, to Radiant Black's social media account that they are suffering from a flat tire on the interstate and wish that they can get a hand in fixing that flat and so for some reason he actually gets to to the family that's on the highway uh the family was actually trying to get to a game and suffer the flat flat tire well being a superhero doesn't necessarily mean that you are a mechanic either and nathan has no clue how to fix a flat tire so he does the next best thing and he puts the family in the vehicle and takes the vehicle to the game where the family was heading to and it's just weird in that panel it's a full page panel that as he's carrying the vehicle uh mom and dad are looking like uh 
if this really happened and the son in the back seat is just cheesing it up, he is smiling from ear to ear. And that was just very touching, you know, proving that, you know, a hero doesn't necessarily have to save people from a burning building or stop a train from derailing, but something as simple as something as simple as, hey, helping a family get get to a game that they're trying to attend. Almost on the same level as Superman saving a a cat out of the tree. But Nathan gets back and he realizes he's not gonna he's not gonna get any writing done and so he just falls flat on the bed and goes to sleep. But something awakens him and he gets up and he starts typing again. And by the time the sun starts coming up, his dad walks to the room and realizes that, you know, he's he's putting in some good work, you know, for Riley's Day and you know, he, he he's gonna keep it going. And as the issue ends, you know, dad is again telling Nathan, yeah, you know, you need to keep at it. If it was a productive day, you need to you need to keep at it, and you'll get it done. And Nathan, you know, agrees, but you can still see some doubt, uh, despite the productivity he's put in overnight. You can see that there's still some doubt in him as he, as the issue ends with him with a worried look on his face, saying, "This time." So. Issue three again was very quick read, not much to happen, but it did highlight the fact that Nathan uh, is starting to accept who he is somewhat, even though he may not be able to put pen to paper. Uh, he is slowly starting to accept his role as Radiant Black, and so we now go on and move on to issue number. And so as we get into issue number four, we see Nathan becoming a little bit more confident and wanting to know more about what everything is that he can do with the power of the Radiant. And so we see that this is most likely due to the existence of of this being that's inside of the orb that now makes his appearance to Nathan uh, in a dream. But he ends up contacting Marshall and it's like, hey dude, let's go out and let me test some of these powers here. And so that's exactly what happens. Marshall puts down the remote and he leaves the marathon uh, for the TV show he's watching alone and he and Nathan head out to the woods where they go and start testing out Nathan's newfound powers and we see that they are quite formidable in destroying destroying things and they are really testing the limits to see exactly how how powerful he actually is but while this is going on he is becoming more and more connected to the alien being that's inside of the existence and the existence is this void 
uh, that I'm assuming allows him to connect with the orb and communicate. So that's where he meets this being and he's telling Nathan that war is coming and he's asking Nathan that when war arrives, will will he be able to make tough decision and, and kill the being that is expected to come to destroy everything uh, in order to win this war. So he's basically asking Nathan, hey, are you are you gonna are you ready to step up to the plate? And so initially you have to wonder whether or not he's talking about red or not. But uh, you know, again he 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 questions Nathan as to whether or not he's willing to do what he got to do because if not uh, everybody's gonna die and Nathan never answers that question to the alien you know the alien explains quite clearly that you know war is coming and the person that is coming is capable of ki- killing everything on the planet so you know the only thing to do that will allow them to win the war is to kill this thing that is coming but Nathan doesn't he doesn't commit to that and so eventually he and Marshall makes it back into town and they're hanging out you know heading to uh, Marshall's job at the video store when suddenly uh, they are attacked by Red and Red is looking for Nathan and Red is ready to have a conversation of the physical sort with its black counterpart and so they begin the battle and in initial in, in the beginning you would think that Red is going to get the upper hand but that doesn't happen you know Nathan holds his own and really hands it to Red and he does so to the point where you know he begins to damage Red's armor and you could see uh, the helmet is cracked and you can see the fear that's in Red's eye that it seemed like Nathan is getting ready to strike the final blow but again Nathan isn't there yet he's not ready to strike that final blow and he basically stops and tells Red don't ever come back to his hometown again but by turning his back on Red that opens the door for Red to try to sneaking one last shot on Nathan but Nathan sees it coming and goes to block it but in doing so the extent of both of their powers uh, basically begins to destroy this building that they're fighting in and it starts to crumble and so Nathan acts red to you know hey everybody's gonna die if we don't do something to hold this building up and so they both attempt to do what they can to keep the building from falling but it's not working um, no matter what Nathan does uh, 
And so with one last whoosh, he is able to get Red and, and the rest of the people that are in this building out to safety. But he's unable to get out and the building falls on top of him. And so the building falls and everyone is watching and Marshall is just besides himself because his 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 best friend is under the rumble somewhere and he eventually finds him and he finds Nathan not just unconscious but he's dead and you know as Nathan dies you know the alien tells him you know that our connection is going to be severed you will no longer exist and uh, you couldn't do what you really needed to do but the orb now appears in front of Marshall and Marshall finds himself standing inside the existence in front of the alien and the alien asks him the same question he tells him war is coming and the one that's coming to bring the war you know he wants the radiant that this thing is going to kill him and everyone else to get it and so he asks Marshall now hey when he comes are you willing to do what needs to happen in order to to protect yourself and your world you know are you willing to take his life and unlike Nathan Marshall says yes and at that point he reaches out and he grabs the radiant and that ends issue number four so I just want to say you know as, as this issue actually came out I actually had to avoid it at all costs on social media because I, I saw enough of holy crap did you see what happened in radiant black and so yeah holy crap that was totally unexpected a huge huge swerve by Kyle Higgins in taking the life of Nathan the one that we had slowly begin to have this connection to However, the way in which it was done was quite heroic. You know, Nathan doing one last stand and getting everyone out of the crumbling building. But boy, that was a swerve of epic proportions right there and how we were totally misled into making this connection to Nathan only by only that he ends up dying at the end of the issue and we see the orb now being taken by Marshall so Kyle Higgins standing ovation buddy that that was that was a great great issue great way to really pull the wool over the reader's eyes and I absolutely love this issue so we now go on to uh, 
issue number five. And what we have in issue five is simply put a distraught but pissed off Marshall who just watched his best friend die uh, being a hero and he's not willing to accept that yet so you know he, he goes back to the EMTs in the hope that they are able to revive him which they do you know he, he after taking some adrenaline they're able after taking some adrenaline they're able to get him back but He's clearly not out of the woods. They rushed to get him to the hospital. And at that point, you know, Marshall realizes, oh, wait, this thing is inside of me. And he immediately takes off in the radiant black armor. But as he's traveling, emotion gets the best of him. And, you know, he is he is having second thoughts about the idea of having the radiant inside of him. You know, a few times he says he doesn't want it. But eventually uh, he accepts it and he heads off to the hospital and after spending some time there you know he meets with Nathan parents and they're distraught you know because Nathan's in a coma they don't think he's gonna be able to come out simply because of the injuries that he's sustained but as Nathan is talking to I'm sorry as Marshall is talking to Nathan's folks he is also having a conversation with the being within the radiant in the existence and so the radiant the being inside the radiant is telling Marshall more about the being that is coming to destroy him as well as the planet and he asked Marshall, hey, you know, can you help me? You know, you're going to have to, you're going to have to do what you got to do. And again, Marshall confirms that, you know, he's willing to do this. But he then asks the being to locate Red and that if he allows him to locate Red and do what, do what he needs to do to, um, avenge his friend you know he'll he'll do whatever he wants he'll fight whoever he the alien wants him to fight to protect the planet but first he wants to but first he wants to take care of red for his friend and so we find red and red is just out of control furious about the events from issue four and it's just punching and cracking and breaking things up and Marshall finds Red and Red you know thinks that he's Nathan and, and 
feels somewhat better about the situation, but when Red realizes that it's Marshall in the armor, they get ready to battle. And so, you know, they battle over several pages of the issue, going back and forth. At some point, Marshall gets the upper hand. At some point, Red gets the upper hand. But eventually, after going back and forth, and again, this happens over several pages, we see Marshall actually grow a cape from his suit and Red comes back with this huge armor and again they go back and they battle some more and this time Red gets the upper hand damages Marshall's uh, armor you know pretty much the same way Nathan did in the previous issue but this time as Red prepares to strike the final blow, uh, Marshall sees vision of Nathan in his state, and he just lets out a blast that completely takes out Red. And as Red gets up, because Marshall is again, he's ready to go and take Red out kill it you know and and avenge his 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 friend Marshall realizes that Red is actually a female who didn't want to kill Nathan only wanted to scare him to leave her alone so that she can go about doing the things that she was doing in Chicago uh, but before they can really have a real conversation with regards to everything that's going on a uh, portal opens and out jumps two more beings in different radiant costume armors uh, one is a fuchsia pink color and the other being yellow and I will admit I am getting Power Ranger vibes here um, with the colors that are being selected but these two other radiant beings arrive and they begin to tell Marshall and Red that there is something coming and they were barely able to escape them on their own and so they are now seeking assistance from both Marshall and Red to band together and get at this thing that's chasing them because alone they haven't been able to they haven't been able to do anything and so as they are talking there is this laser blast that takes out all four of them at the same time and when they look up they find a being standing there with uh, some type of blazing energy sword and basically this being is telling them that 
he's there for all of the radiance that they belong to him and that he's going to get them no matter what. And after he get them, he's going to kill them and he's going to kill everyone on the planet. And so we seem to now have an even bigger battle that is about to happen. And so that ends our review of Radiant Black, all five issues. But before before departing from the story, let's let's take a moment to talk about the art. Now, for the first four issues, uh, it was completely Marcelo Costa on the art, and, and I believe he did his own colors as well. But in issue five, uh, in addition to Costa, there was also art being provided by Eduardo Ferrigato. So, with some colors from uh, Natalia Marquez. But I get, I get some Dan Moore vibes when I look at the art in this book. It is very beautiful. The colors, the palette. The color palette is absolutely stunning when it goes back and forth between night and day. Uh, that that dark bluish blackish tone that is used to depict nighttime, or when uh, it's just it's just absolutely stunning. I I absolutely love it. But for, like I said, for some reason I, I get Dan Mora vibes when I see it. But I am I'm definitely on board with seeing more from this team whether it's Costa or if it's Ferragato helping out but again that's it for Radiant Black um great story I again the swerve in issue number four really took me aback you know damn you Kyle Higgins for that swerve you know but that 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 was a good way of 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 really perking up the attention just in case someone uh may have started to drift off with the story but again this first arc was just absolutely stunning across the board not just from the story but also from the art as we go into issue six uh, which comes out in July, uh, we, we get a new arc with Marshall donning the mantle of Radiant Black. And so we see, you know, we kind of get hints as to how he will handle the role. But we get him and the rest of the Radiance teaming up against whoever this villain is that is coming to take the orbs, the Radiant Orbs, for himself and we, we we will see how that all plays out i can't see i don't know as i mentioned earlier you know I, I, sometimes i get a power rangers type of vibe from seeing the characters together uh but we're gonna see how that how that plays out and how these guys gel it's obvious that the other two that joined Marshall and Red at the end are looking to team up to 
take on this this guy who's looking to not only obtain the orbs but also to destroy the planet so we will see how that battle plays out but it also leaves the question for me considering that Nathan isn't dead now are we going to have a conflict between he and Marshall as to who's better to handle the orb and and be radiant black uh, so that's going to be interesting to see somewhere down the line if that question is discussed by Higgins in the pages of the book but yeah this is a great book if you if 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 you haven't picked it up i highly suggest you do again from image comics radiant black issues one through five already on sale uh, issues one two and three are already in reprints so you're probably finding second and third and maybe fourth prints of those so again if you don't have it on your pull list talk to your comic shop have it added because you are missing out on a absolutely great story and that is gonna do it for this episode of the comic bin comic book podcast i want to thank you all for tuning in as always um next time next time we are likely to be doing another previews episode for the month of July and looking at the books that will be on sale in the month of September so again you know where to find me I'm all on the Twitters I'm at BatmanFan underscore for life and that is the number four you can also find me hanging out on the Batman Universe Discord servers, as well as uh, check out my reviews of Detective Comics and other Batman books on the BatmanUniverse.net. And you can also follow the website at GrandAdmiral.net. And we also have a Twitter feed for the podcast at comic underscore Ben. But yeah, we'll, we'll be here next time to do a previews episode and in the month of July, it is con season. I am going to be heading to Houston for Comic Palooza. I am hoping to have some coverage while there for you. And uh, hope you tune in for that. Uh, if you do have any plans on attending Comic Palooza, be on the lookout for me. I'll be hanging around. And hanging out there on the convention floor, you'll notice me. I'll be the one wearing the black Comic Ben Comic Book Podcast t-shirt. So just uh, walk up and say hi. So again, thank you for tuning in to the Comic Ben Comic Book Podcast. I am your host, Theo. Tune in next time for another great episode. But until then, keep reading those comics.